and welcome to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson, and sitting here with me today is our senior minister, David Thomas. Say hello, David. Hi, everyone. Hey. Uh, what do you think of my introduction? It was pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's good. I've been working on my professionalism all week, perfecting my... Anyway. Um, Very professional. Thank you, David. <laughs> well, what we're going to talk about today is um, old Sun Tzu again. A few principles of his that we're going to be discussing and just sort of relating to the Christian walk and our Christianity and spiritual warfare. Uh, the first principle of Sun Tzu, if I'd like to read it out, is if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Um, so Dave, just take us through that, like explain how that impacts you and Christianity. Well. Why Sun Tzu? You might ask me that question. Why Sun Tzu? Um, why do? You, why when I speak about spiritual warfare, do I always seem to be bringing in these old guys? Old guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah old Sun Tzu. What What I found is the principles of warfare are exactly the same, whether they are in the spiritual realm or the physical realm. Yeah. In South Africa, where you're from, where I'm from, <laughs> but I'm Australian now. Yeah. But in South Africa, the Lord actually introduced me to spiritual warfare and taught me how to fight. Now, all my life, this has been one of my favorite subjects. And I know, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was going through a situation in a particular church in South Africa, and I'd reached the end of my tether. I, I was finished, and you might, if you've heard me preach, you've heard the story a hundred times. But I was sitting in this new news agency, and the Lord introduced me to this little thumbnail book of Sun Tzu and how to do warfare and and how to do war, principles of war, the art of war. It's called. I memorized the first chapter. I implemented the first chapter, and all hell broke loose. Yeah, but I won. And one of the key principles that Sun Tzu promotes is this philosophy that he's got here. If you know the enemy, know yourself, you need not fear the result of 100 battles. Mm -hmm. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. And if you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Yeah, and what you're saying is a lot of Christianity at the moment doesn't know the enemy or know themselves like that last one. You know, neither the enemy nor yourself. You will still come in every battle. Yeah. Well, wh what I've done is I've I've just added a little. I've I've taken a, the a presumptuous route and adding a little bit to the wisdom of Sun Tzu by saying, if you if you know God, know yourself and know your enemy, you do not need to fear the result of a hundred battles. The one thing about that I want you to notice is that you will go through battles. Yeah. That is without a doubt. Um, and we mentioned last week, I think that. Uh, in the boot camp course that John Eldridge run, runs, when he talks about spiritual warfare, he talks about the assumption of biblical writers. They assume you already know this fact. Yeah. What we find today is oftentimes people, one, do not assume they're at war, and two, if they are at war, they're unaware about the principles of war. Mm. They're unaware about how to fight, when to fight, where to fight, what to fight with, what's the target, etc. 
And I have found that when I begin teaching spiritual warfare to, to, to our church members, this is one of the core things I really drum into them. You need to know who you are in Christ. And then the Bible assumes that you know the schemes of the enemy. You know the enemy and you know his schemes because he's prowling around like a roaring lion seeking whom, whom he may devour. You need to know him so that when he does come, when the attack does come, then you will come through that victory. You will come through that attack victorious. Yeah. Obviously, if you know yourself but you don't know how your enemy is going to come in against you, you might misinterpret what is taking place in your circumstances. You might misread. You might be you might misinterpret a non-battle event for a battle and then you shadow boxing. Yep. Yep. Or you might misinterpret a battle event for something that's just circumstantial and you're wondering why this thing is happening to you in the first place. And what what you're talking about there is sort of like, you know, walking around like a few people that you know, we may have encountered in our lives to just sort of see demons under every single rock and in every circumstances blaming the schemes of the enemy. And like you're saying, just going out and just boxing everything when it might yeah. not be that. Yeah. I have a story, actually. Do you mind if I tell go, a story? Go ahead. I, I was in the city and I uh, was answering a phone call from my wife very innocently while I was parked at an intersection. And I was trying to get off the phone, but then a cop drove past, pulled me up as I drove past and gave me a $300 ticket oh yeah and so like to me instantly i was just like oh you know the attack of the enemy is trying to attack my finances i had to go to my then fiance and say i just cost us 300 dollars. i was feeling miserable and down about myself and all that sort of stuff but it took i don't know it took maybe half an hour where i stopped blaming satan and started to actually look at it from a you know a lesson God didn't want me talking on my phone while I was driving. Do you know what I mean? Well, the law of the land doesn't want you talking exactly, on your phone while you're driving. Exactly, right? So, you know, not everything is an attack, but it's making the assumption that you're at least looking at stuff with the option that, okay, what is this? How has this come at me? Well, Ed, Ed Murphy in his book, um, The Handbook of Spiritual Warfare, very, very good book, talks about spiritual warfare being a multi-dimensional warfare it's primarily a warfare against sin in other words you dealing with your flesh a warfare against the system now i just need to clarify that we've got a lot of systems in place so we've got government now the government or government institutions that's all they are they're institutions they're neutral mm -hmm. it's the system in people in the institutions that will gauge whether they become evil or good and so we need to be praying for our government and making sure we've got good people in these institutions so that they will rule us well um, so that's the system they're talking about there and then obviously that ed murphy calls it supernatural evil which is the enemy coming in against you yep all of this is geared to get you to make a decision in the flesh or an agreement or making a bad choice so warfare primary directive is to get you to operate out of your flesh. Is that what you're saying? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let, 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 let me clarify that. I'm the listener. The, the enemy, yeah, the enemy, <laughs> the enemy wants you to make decisions from the flesh. So he's going to direct himself against you to try and get you to make a decision in your flesh. Mm -hmm. You, on the other hand, have to know yourself. So you need to know what your flesh is. You need to know 
about your flesh, you need to know that your flesh will never get any smaller, it will never shrink. You need to know that you can starve your flesh and you can grow the fruit of the Spirit and operate out of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the more you operate in that sense, the less the influence the flesh is, and then you'll be able to be more aware that the enemy primarily is there to try and get you to make bad decisions and then encounter consequences. And that sort of goes back to what Sun Tzu was saying, no yourself know your flesh yeah you need to know that yeah that's so fundamental isn't it yeah i've 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 often had people come uh to me for counseling and they will they want to blame the devil and i listen to them for a few minutes and i just think man the first thing you've got to do is you've got to learn to behave yourself you've got to learn how to operate according to the word of god put god's principles in your life yeah and then work with them Begin to operate with them. I'm doing a little bit of an interesting study at the moment. I'm just dab- I'm dabbling in it. Going through the book of Proverbs and uh, reading through it and reading about the different characters. So in chapter 1, I'll read about wisdom. I'll read about the adulterous woman. I'll read about folly. I'll read about the mocker, the sinner, the enticer. Now, what I want to do is as I begin reading that, I want to read about what the, the writer of Proverbs has to say regarding how to handle each one of these people. So how do you actually handle them? What is a mocker? How do you handle a mocker? Yeah. What is an enticer? What are they there for? How do you handle them? And so if I can get this into my head, in my spirit, and begin to put this into practice, I will know. Your now, tactics, what you're talking about. Tactics, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if we're going to attack someone that is a railer, a fighter, an aggressive person, you know, you better know that he will, if you, if you go in and deal with him, and you go in and say, this behavior is wrong, you know he will respond as an attacker. Yeah. So you better be aware of that, and you better know that. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. It's <laughs> pretty much what we've just been saying this whole Absolutely. time, is these three things. Yeah. Know the so, enemy, know yourself. So if you're if you, if you looking at beginning to study spiritual warfare, you need to begin the process by one get to know god intimacy with the lord get to know god get to know you know what god has done for you the second thing is you need to get to know who you are as an individual and get to know who you are in him yeah which is so important like it's not just knowledge of god you're not reading the scriptures removed from him Developing relationship, yeah, thing. It's most that, important that, thing. that is that is primary. That is the primary fundamental introduction to spiritual warfare. Um, I, I don't know if we spoke about this last week, but I had a group of young men a couple of years ago come and ask me, "Teach us about spiritual warfare." So I said, "Sure, sure," um, but don't you want me to rather teach you about the fundamentals of Christian doctrine based in Hebrews chapter six, repentance from works that lead to death, etc., etc.? Oh no, 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 no. They said spiritual warfare. <laughs> So I said, okay, now I was a bit reluctant because I don't just like going in and teaching people about spiritual warfare because the first response of someone learning about spiritual warfare is if they know nothing about it, they're going to go to the extreme and blame everything on spiritual warfare, everything on a demon. And then you're going to have to lead them back into the the middle ground of of understanding how to live in the universal war correctly. So I developed this little game with them. All right, I was the devil. I got a deck of cards, and with each card, I attributed a sin. I got them into small groups, and I said, what I'm going to do now is hand out some cards. I'll tell you what the sin is in the card, 
and then as I go around the circle, I'll come back and you know ask you what the answer is. How are you going to handle How this you deal battle? With it? Yeah. And so I gave them cards out. I told them what the sins were, and the funny thing is, I cheated <laughs> because I'm the devil. They didn't realize that he can cheat. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't play by any rules. Yeah. So what happened is, as I'm going around, whether they answered correct, whether they dealt with that particular sin correctly or not, I gave them the wrong answer. I gave them answer that suited me. Yeah. You know, and so what happened was I gave them another card and they thought, oh, this is unfair. And then when they said that's unfair, I gave them a third card. And I moved around <laughs> the so the next group didn't answer me back, but I still gave them two cards anyway. And so I kept pushing them, pushing them, pushing them. They didn't get the right answers. Some of them got the right answers. But in the end, I came to ask them the question, now, what do you want to learn, spiritual warfare or basics? <laughs> so we all went back to basics, studying Hebrews chapter 6. Yeah. Um, it's like they're trying to get up into the fighter plane without actually having the instruction. Knowing how to fly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I can actually attest because I was in, he did that twice. And I was in the second group. <laughs> And we were trying to struggle through. We were just like, oh, maybe we can get this scripture for this. And didn't you say something like if we had just said, stop? Yeah. We just resist, said, stop in Jesus' name. Resist the devil and yeah. he will flee from you. He will flee. He <laughs> did cheat. Well, I was acting as the devil. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I just would like, if you would, if you may, present to us like a real practical demonstration of spiritual warfare in action. Like... I find a lot of the time when, when we talk about spiritual warfare, it's a lot of the principles of spiritual warfare, which of course, very fundamental to know. But, you know, I just want to sort of see how you pray against it effectively, like what you would pray against a certain attack. Can you can you sort of do that for us? Okay, well... No? Keep, <laughs> keep that question in mind. That's a very good question. But before I answer that question, I need to just share something that I'm busy developing in terms of go ahead the understanding and understanding the different battlefields yes now there to me as 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 I'm de this is in development stage okay it might it <laughs> might grow it might shrink who knows i like how you qualify nearly yeah. everything <laughs> <laughs> this podcast um, is in yeah. development stage firstly in your daily life everywhere you go go to work come home etc cetera, etc cetera, you are subject to the enemy's ambush. And the enemy will ambush you directly through fiery darts, thoughts, yes. into your mind, trying to get you to react. He'll try and hit, hit at wounds. He'll try and hit at weaknesses. Um, he'll, he'll try and affect you through ungodly systems or circumstances, try and get you know, you know uh, misunderstandings in relationships. Yes. And then um, he'll try and... Just use basically any any circumstance to to get to to hassle you and harass you. Yes, now those are those are what I call ambush ambushes battles, and this is what you deal with more often than not. As you develop as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, a warrior of the Lord Jesus Christ, as you get to know God, know yourself, know your enemy, you will then develop the means of dealing with these issues. So you've got your armor, you've got the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you've got the knowledge of the Word of God, and and, and, and so you deal with these issues as they come. Mm -hmm. And they will come regularly, 
you know, he's around there, seeing where he can find a weakness, a slackness or whatever, yeah. and he's going to go in at you. And you get to also understand or discern more quickly yeah. about what it is that's happening to you because, you know, back in the day, you used to just live in it. You used yeah. to just live in it, make agreements with it and just live in it. Yeah. And now, you know, it gets down to three days and then in 10 minutes, you know, yeah. I'm aiming for 10 minutes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's still a couple of days. <clears throat> the second one is what I call campaigns. And the third one is the universal war. So we always at we always in this universal war. We're in this big picture story. We're in this battle that crosses and spans species. It's, there's angels involved. There's humans involved. There's kingdom of God, kingdom of darkness, God's angels, satanic angels. There's God himself involved. Yep. And we're in it. We have a place in it. We have a role to play in it, etc. So that that needs to be you need to be trained in that continuously. Now. <clears throat> Going back to the ambush, either individually or corporately as a church, so as a group of Christians, etc., the, the enemy might create a situation or circumstance that would um, generate a, a battle will go into a campaign. So a battle is just a short skirmish, a short fight. A campaign lasts from a few weeks to a few months. Yep. Now your campaigns are basically in two areas, two groups. One is a campaign where you are defending against an attack. So a, a sustained attack of the enemy, um, expo like for example, in, in, in the church, an exposure of sin, habitual sin, bad sin. Yep. And, and, and you as a church now need to go in and have to deal with this, this issue that, is, that could damage the church. Mm -hmm. um, or or a, a, in, in an individual's life, it could be an attack against the relationship misunderstanding, temptation, yep. or whatever goes on within a married couple or father, son, mother, daughter, whatever, and you and and, and, it, and that skirmish escalates and then you will have to go in and deal with that issue. Now, the the second aspect of a campaign is when you go to war. Yeah. You choose to go to war and you go to you you, you your your targets are based in one of two areas. One, Isaiah 61, so it's a rescue mission. Yep. Or two, it's Matthew 28, it's a discipleship. You're going into the enemy stronghold to make disciples. Now, steal, thing, steal his treasure. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing about the campaign is if you understand the principles of war, know yourself, know your enemy, know God, you won't have to worry about a battle. Every campaign you embark on, you will win. Yep. And you need to have that mentality. You need to know that when you walk out and do battle, you will, you will win, win that battle. Yep. So, <clears throat> as Christians, we need to be fully aware of that. So the enemy is going to be continually harassing us to see whether he can lead us off the path, going into an extensive campaign yeah. on his ground, on his turf. Now, we need to know when we go on a campaign, it's our attack, it's our path, it's our plan, it's when we choose to go into battle, it's how long we choose to go into battle. It's our target, and we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> does, that, does that help? It, yeah, it give does. You a, give you an understanding. It does, yeah. All right. Now, let's go back to your ticket that you got yeah. speaking on the phone. Yeah, good idea. All right. Now, if I can ask you a question, was that a satanic attack, or was that just a bad decision on your part? There. Definitely, definitely, Satan. No, it was completely and utterly uh, me. 
I just made a bad decision. I talked on the phone okay. while I was driving. Now, where in that did an attack come against you? I think it came straight away after I got my ticket. I assumed it was the enemy and then I felt condemnation, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt really just, you know, ah, oh, you know, because we're getting married. We need all the money we could get. I blew it again. I was really condemning myself and I was feeling really bad about myself. So that's why I assumed it was the enemy. Uh-huh. Okay. Also, also, I would say also leading up to it, in my... It was a habit of mine. Yep. I wasn't disciplined enough beforehand yep. to make a good decision. I just sort of become apathetic towards that sort of thing. I just drove on the phone. Okay, so, so this is how the enemy operates in an ambush. He will use an opportunity to turn it bad as much as God will use an opportunity to turn, turn it good. good. All right? Now, if you had to continued down that path of condemnation, now the Bible says we are not under condemnation. There is no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans yeah. 8 1. Yeah. <laughs> all right. He taught me that. Yeah. So if, if, if we go down that path, all right, if we continue down that path, the next arrow that will come is basically probably building up a little bit of resentment, maybe. Yeah. Against, against the police officer, a little bit of hatred coming. Against and, my fiance, because, like, oh, it's too much pressure, money yeah. woes. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, and so we'd, we'd, we'd go into the spiral and he'd. He just harass us, okay? And then obviously after that, we'll deal with it a little bit. We'll come out of it a bit. But maybe later on, he might use another circumstance to add to that yeah. and add to that. And so if we are not aware of, of, of whether it is us or whether it is the enemy or even how the enemy might use a situation or circumstance yeah. negatively, you know, we need to be aware of these things and conscious of these things and, 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 be proactive in what we do. That's really like really good teaching because mm. how often do we as Christians just kind of just repent? You know, I did something bad, I repent. But that's almost in a way, like of course it's awesome, like of course you should repent. It's the first step, right? But it's almost like putting a little band-aid on like a deep cut, you know, that could go gangrenous later on. Gangrenous? Gangrenous. <laughs> One of those words. I'm not even going to. Could become infected. But it's just like putting a band-aid on it, you know, not actually looking where it's affected you deep down. Like, I may have repented of that action, but if I wasn't aware of the condemnation, I could just be walking around in that mm. for a little while with just that little subtle flavor of condemnation mm. to my life. I mean, I mean, for example, the enemy will, 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 you, 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 <clears throat> forget the enemy. You'll go into a situation and um, you're communicating on SMS. Yep. All right, now you're feeling a bit down for the day or something's just not going right and you communicate SMS and someone communicates back and, 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 and the SMS basically hurts you. Obviously, SMSs are really bad yes. communication <laughs> forms, as I continually say to, say to you guys. Um, now, the, 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 the sender basically has no intention of hurting you but you take the rejection and you take that rejection into yourself, adding on to all that's gone previously. Yep. And from your rejection, you will start maybe to operate in a bit of rebellion. So, yep. so from inferiority or from hurt, you might just swing over to the other side and just get all uptight 
angry or superior and 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 so you're just building on and building on and this is often how these ambushes work yeah and so we've got to be very very conscious of being very proactive very biblical in this and that is that is why knowing yourself and knowing god needs to become a very very subconscious thing you need to do it without thinking about it yeah yeah and and and, and to practice that is hard yeah, it is. It's a discipline. It's a hard discipline. But once you get there, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Although you can never let your guard down. I think I think it's, you know, you can see that sort of thing in marriages. Or at least I find, you know, Lena will come home. Lena's my wife. Lena will come home and she will have wanted all day just the washing to be done. Of course. And, you know, and I don't know this, so I don't do it. And so she comes home and she feels rejected and hurt by something that I didn't, you know, I'd do the washing in an instant if I knew she needed it, that sort of thing. Like that's, I think, a relation sort of thing as well, you know, like how he can just come in and do that to us and just, mm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're almost out of time, Dave. We're almost out of time. Um, what, do you, what else do you, would you like to talk okay, about just, here, Dave? Just, just one thing, as we, as we begin this discussion and if you take this discussion to other friends, etc., and, and you want to start talking about spiritual warfare, the one thing I want you to understand about spiritual warfare is get your definitions right. Yeah. You need to know what that person thinks when you say spiritual warfare or when what you mean by what you say. Because this, this is an area that is open to so much misunderstanding yeah. and abuse. Yep. So be careful. Get to know exactly what people mean when they say it so that's that's just a little bit of advice there yeah so so yeah so talk about this sort of stuff talk about the, your definition of spiritual yeah. warfare because other people can just like you're at war with yeah. the spiritual if realm you, it's just, yeah if you if you're talking to someone don't just assume they know exactly what you're saying by if you're talking about sin war yep ask them do you know what i mean by sin war it's a war inside of you it's against your flesh yeah 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 Cool. All right. Um, well, thank you guys for listening to us chat. Um, this has been Ben and Dave from Lifehouse Church. Please come and chat to us, send us an email or something, or just, you know, hook up with us on the internet. If you go to HTTP, uh, whatever, <laughs> colon slash slash www.life-house.net, um, you'll find us there and you can, yeah, send us questions, anything you'd like answered about spiritual warfare. We'll be happy to talk about in the next podcast uh yeah thanks for listening and see you later have a great week bye